Welcome, everyone. Tonight, Full Circle again comes to you, prepared to do our part to raise funds for this great station. And we'll bring you National Bird, a documentary film that takes a look at our government's secret drone warfare programs and the sensor operators that control them. National Bird is a documentary that takes a critical look at what happens to drone pilots when they're overworked, overstressed, and still pushed to keep going. And it also speaks with survivors who live in fear of an instant out-of-nowhere strike from the sky. On tonight's show, we'll feature excerpts from the film National Bird. We'll also speak with one of the producers and directors of the film, Sonia Kennebec. And, of course, tonight we will be asking for your support for KPFA and the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. All that tonight on Full Circle. We are your host. I'm Free Will and Franklin. And I'm Darlene Pagano. Please stay with us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to Full Circle. Tonight, we're honored to again bring you this documentary film, National Bird. A description from their website reads, National Bird follows the dramatic journey of three whistleblowers who are determined to break the silence around one of the most controversial current affairs issues of our time, the secret U.S. drone war. At the center of the film are three U.S. military veterans, plagued by guilt over participating in the killing of faceless people in foreign countries. They decide to speak out publicly despite the possible consequences. National Bird gives rare insight into the U.S. drone program through the eyes of veterans and survivors, connecting their stories as never seen before in a documentary. It its images haunt the audience and bring a faraway issue close to home. Again, that's from the National Bird website. And tonight we are featuring this film, National Bird, in the hope that you can donate and help support KPFA. Let's let's start tonight with the trailer from the film, National Bird. And remember, you can click or call anytime during the show to get yourself a copy. Um, you do that by going to kpfa.org and click on the donate button. Or if you want to call, the number is 1-800-439-5732. And that is 1-800-HEY-KPFA. This is the trailer to National Bird, a documentary film by Sonia Kennebeck. You literally just kind of hover. And you would wait until he walked out to the field to meet with some friends for something. And you'd blow him up. Drop a Hellfire missile on him. Maybe we killed our objective. Maybe we killed a guy who we thought was our objective. You don't know. When I first got into the military, I was thinking it was a force for good in the world. I thought I was going to be on the right side of history, and today I don't believe I was. I still have a top secret clearance, so I have to be extraordinarily cautious about what I can and can't say on camera. 
my job was to watch what's happening in the video, the drones, and identify everything. Adolescent near the rear of the SUV. That's deceptive. You get the opinion that you're at 10,000 feet, you see this photograph, you know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. You know what you see in two dimensions. You see someone die because you said it was okay to kill them. It's too easy. They just emboldened commanders. But the party began. Because there is no threat. Oh, we talking. I mean, this could grow to get so out of control. Somebody downstairs was knocking at the door, and immediately both people at the door shoved FBI badges in my face. The Espionage Act is one of the most serious charges you can level against an American. That I'm probably going to get indicted and I'm probably going to get charged. I lost part of my humanity working in the drone program. It's a secret program. I can't just go telling the public what it is. What I can tell you is that to me, it's frightening. Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA here at the Pacifica Mothership in Berkeley. You just heard the official trailer to the film National Bird, a film by Sonia Kennebec, who we will be speaking with later in the show. We want to bring you important and relevant information and bringing you documentary films like National Bird is one way we do that. The voices we heard in the trailer are three former drone systems operators and analysts from the U.S. secret drone war and that of a survivor of a U.S. attack back in February of 2010. Well, tonight on Full Circle, we're offering the film National Bird for a donation of $110. You can donate anytime online at kpfa.org. And that is a secure website donation. If you want to call and speak with an actual person in our phone room, please do so now. That's 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. I would just let you know that it helps us more if we move to online donations. And we have been moving in that direction, and you have been responding. So thank you again. That's kpfa.org. We are asking you to play a part in KPFA, the radio station. Become an active member of KPFA. When you call during the hour of Full Circle, you are supporting KPFA and the First Voice Apprenticeship Program at the same time. Not everyone is going to be on the street and protesting. Not everyone is going to be a reporter or a great filmmaker making films like National Bird that open our eyes to things such as the U.S. secret drone wars. But if you are listening and you happen to have the funds to share... You can be a radio activist and help keep this information flowing. And you could do that right now. Be a radio activist. Support KPFA at this time. Give us a click at kpfa.org or give us a call. The number 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Or again, you can donate securely online by going to kpfa.org. Get yourself a copy of the film, National Bird. The Intercept says a new documentary explores the devastating effects of drone warfare on victims and whistleblowers. 
blowers, beautifully constructed. Rising up with Sonali, a show from our own Pacifica network, says National Bird exposes the underside of drone warfare, coming at a crucial political moment to help ordinary Americans understand what the U.S. drone program is all about. And the Washington Post writes, National Bird takes a deeply disturbing look at drone warfare. Artful, profoundly unsettling, Kennebec may be a newcomer to feature filmmaking, but her grasp of the material is accomplished. The Los Angeles Times. Collateral damage of drones has consequences in the documentary National Bird. It's powerful cinematic journalism. So get online and donate securely. Get your copy of this film, National Bird. Give us a click at kpfa.org or call 1-800-HEY-KPFA. That's 1-800-439-5732. Get your copy of the film, National Bird. Thanks to all those who have donated. We know KPFA is important to you, and it shows with your support. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all very much. Um, We're going to move on now. Let's move on to our next clip. As we said at the opening of the show, National Bird follows the lives of three whistleblowers straight out of the U.S. drone program. The three work in different areas of the drone program. In this next clip, we'll hear from two of the whistleblowers and some of their thoughts on the tasks they were asked, on some of the tasks they were performing and what that has done to their lives. This is Lisa and Heather. When I first got into the military, I mean, I was thinking it was kind of a win-win. It was a force for good in the world. I could actually help people. I could go places. I could learn things. There was nothing negative about it at the time that was in my thinking or in my consciousness. And, you know, I thought I was going to be on the right side of history. And today, I don't believe I was. I worked on a DGS, a distributed ground system. As the name implies, I mean, it's a distributed system and it spans the globe and it eats data and it eats lots and lots and lots of data. This is global. This is getting information anywhere at any time shooting people from anywhere at any time and it's not just one person sitting there with a little remote control a little joystick moving around a plane that's halfway across the world that's not all there is it's like borders don't matter anymore and there's a huge system that spans the globe that can just suck up endless amounts of your life your personal data I mean, this could grow to get so out of control. And we're not the only ones that have this. This is going to be commonplace if it's not already. It's a secret program. And what that means is that I can't just go shouting off the hilltops telling the public what it is. What I can tell you is that to me, one person who worked within this massive thing, it's frightening. Find the beginning of this really long sentence. Sergeant Lang also spearheaded the emission security and accreditation process for four coalition computer networks enabling the exploitation of 2,400 sorties and resulted in 
in the timely and accurate identification of 121,000 insurgent targets in support of operations, Iraqi freedom and enduring freedom. Um, and then it goes on. Uh, that means that the system that I worked on basically identified 121,000 insurgent targets. It's 121,000 lives affected by technology that we control. And in this case, you're talking about a two-year period. So how many years have we been at war now? It's 12. Multiply. Add up some numbers and see what's really going on. Dear Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for friends and family. We thank you for everyone, everything that you have given us. Bless this food and nourish our bodies. Give everyone safety in their travel. Amen. I was an imagery analyst and a screener. My job was to watch what's happening in the video, the drones, the live video, of course, and identify everything. Another remote duty station, you'd have the pilot, of course, who's flying the, the actual aircraft, and the sensor operator who is moving the camera around. They were the ones that actually pushed the button. I do not push the button. I just identify what, what necessitates a button pushing. someone and fly away. We have to follow through. The bomb hit and wait for it to cool down a little bit and then you can see like the body parts. You can identify like that could be the lower half of his body and that could be a leg. And then um, sometimes you'll stick around and watch family come and, and get them or like pick up the parts and put their family member in a blanket and a couple people hold onto a corner of the blanket and carry them back to their compound. According to my mental health records, I was high risk for suicide because of um, the way I acted about my job. My psychologist called my first sergeant and he recommended that I be possibly moved to um, anything that um, wasn't involving watching people die all the time. And um, the first sergeant said that our team was undermanned and that they absolutely needed me to work mission. So he would look into it, but never returned my um, psychologist's phone calls, um, never gave him any indications that I was going to be moved to a better job. And I obviously wasn't. I stayed doing that job until the last possible moment when they had to let me out process because I was actually getting out of the military. So I guess that's the cost of a human life because the fact that I was on a suicide watch list and they still wouldn't allow me to do something else that might help me a little bit obviously didn't matter to the military. And that, that shows how much the Air Force cares about its intelligence troops. All right. Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA. We are your host. I'm Free Will Franklin alongside Darlene Pagano. And what you are hearing are clips from the documentary film National Bird a film that examines the secret U.S. drone wars and the soldiers that make it possible. 
as we just heard, also some of the toxic effects of doing this grueling and often gruesome work can have on them. The voice you just heard was Heather, who was actually on a suicide watch list and was still kept on the job by her commanding officers. She watched many people be killed every day. It was rather gruesome. Um, The first voice we heard was Lisa, and as she said, she worked in a DGS, a distributed ground system. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. And she was in the U.S. Air Force uh, using that system. It produces intelligence collected by the U-2 Dragon Lady, a modern U-2 spy plane, also the Global Hawk, the Reaper, and the Predator drones. And I've always wondered who picked those names. Although this uh, DGS is basically a complex, secure computer network, it's designated as a weapon system. The system is dedicated to the collection and then rapid processing and dissemination of information, mainly images and live video collected from the drones and the spy planes. And as we heard, Lisa read the statement of her certificate. Her system alone, in just two years, was responsible for collecting data and identifying 121,000 targets. Wow, that's a lot of targets that she um, cleared there. That's amazing. Well, we're going to get in and try to get you this DVD. Right now, we've been handed a match by H. Margarita from Mill Valley. Um, Thank you, H. Margarita from Mill Valley. The match is for $365. So we're going to see if we can make that through the um, next few 15, 20 minutes of our show. Um, You can get this incredible DVD National Bird for a donation of $110 by donating securely online at kpfa.org or by calling 1-800-439-5732. And that's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. And we're just going to take a minute to get some more people on the line. Thank you to all those that have called and logged on already. Right now, you can show your support for the First Voice Apprenticeship Program and for KPFA. And at the same time, you can educate yourself and others about the secret U.S. drone program. Give us a click at kpfa.org or give us a call, 1-800-439-5732. Again, that's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. And you don't want to miss this film, National Bird. Find out about the extrajudicial killings, the assassinations, the drone program, is a program of hunting and killing. Some in, in some lands we are not even officially at war with, like Pakistan, Yemen, and Somalia, Libya, not to mention Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, even our own U.S.-Mexican border. And according to an article in Brookings, as well as in uh, Asia Times, in February of 2012, we even launched, that's the U.S. government, even launched a deadly drone strike in the Philippines that was said to have killed 15 fighters of Abu Sayyaf down in the southern Philippines. Learn as much as you can about this secret operation of all branches of the U.S. military. Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines all have drones. 
drones. And the CIA has its own drone program. And don't forget, the president has a kill list. This includes the names of suspected al-Qaeda operatives, foreign civilians, and even American citizens abroad who are classified as an imminent threat to the nation's security, open to be killed without trial or due process. And a big thank you to all those callers right now and all those who are online. Let's keep the calls coming in, 1-800-439-5732. If you're listening online, you can donate securely on the website at kpfa.org. Just click on the Donate tab. We're going to give out the number uh, one last time here, but actually we want to encourage you to donate online, which helps us out. So click on kpfa.org there. Um, click on kpfa.org and donate there or just call 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Now we turn to our special guest tonight, Sonia Kennebec. Sonia Kennebec is an independent documentary filmmaker and investigative journalist with more than 15 years of directing and producing experience. She most recently completed her first feature-length documentary, National Bird, which we are featuring tonight. We spoke with Sonia about her film in February on another episode of Full Circle. This is uh, Frank that you're going to hear on this interview, along with uh, other KPFA apprentices, Dennis the Menace Roos and David Delagrand, speaking with uh, Sonia Kennebec about her film, National Bird. We're going to get right into it because this film, it follows the lives of these three whistleblowers and following the lives of Heather and Daniel and Lisa we see that they've kind of had a change of heart after working in the drone programs. And by the military's own admittance, they are struggling to keep enough drone pilots and sensor operators in the chair. Many operators are burning out from long 12-hour, stressful, often gruesome work shifts. In fact, many drone operators are suffering from PTSD. Can you talk about what we learned from these three brave whistleblowers as it relates to their own uh, mental and physical health? This film, my film, is is really about the people, um, the people who are working in the drone program and the people in the target countries. So it kind of brings the humanity back into into this highly technical program. And three whistleblowers, the veterans are talking about, is um, their experience fighting a war um, over a big distance. And you know, it, while you know, sometimes people compare the drone program to a video game. What is in fact happening is, you know, people are being killed. It's real. It's not a video game. So the work they're doing definitely impacts the people psychologically. Um, we just had a clip of, of Heather and her job was especially difficult because she had to analyze the live video feed coming from the drones and basically make a call. You know, this person's a civilian or this person's a terrorist. And her call, um, you know, her decision then might, you know, have led to a, um, to the bombing of a group of people. And then, you know, she had to kind of, you know, stick around and the drone, you know, loiters and, you know, she had to watch, um, 
you know, people like relatives coming in, you know, collecting the body parts and even, you know, sometimes um, doing a funeral. So, um, so she would really, um, you know, see the reality and, and the full impact of the drone war. And while, you know, no one is trying to compare the experiences um, of the people who work in a drone program with the experiences of, you know, combat soldiers, you know, it still has a really big impact on everyone in my film. And in fact, Heather, um, who was herself on a suicide watch list, she lost, um, you know, some of her friends, fellow airmen to suicide. And I think, you know, part of the, the experience is really, you know, of course, you know, being involved in, in killing, being involved in the real war, but still being in absolute safety, being, you know, based in the U.S. And, um, and, and that was, you know, very, very hard for them because Lisa, who actually was, you know, had been in, in her career, she had been deployed in combat zones. And she says, you know, actually being in safety and, you know, being involved in, in, in killing people um, is, is really, you know, you, you, it's really hard because you can't even justify it with any self-defense. You're not protecting yourself and the people around you. Um, so that for her was especially hard. And then also, you know, going to work, doing these 12-hour shifts, you know, on and off, and then um, going home and, you know, to your families, to your kids, not being able to talk about your experiences, and not even, you know, to a psychologist that they don't have the security clearance, um, that is, is really, you know, it's really hard for the people working in it. And I believe um, watching the film, I think you could see it on their face and the looks in their eyes. You know, they don't look like they're sleeping much, for one thing. And you could tell it has a toll. Well, let me talk about um, the closeness with which you follow um, the subjects of the film, um, the the sensor operators, before we move on to the victims and stuff. But sticking with the three subjects through their daily lives, sometimes at work, sometimes at home, even in Daniel's case, to some protests that he goes to, and the beginning of his turmoil with possible prosecution under the Espionage Act. What do you get and what do we get from a film brought to us, the viewers, uh, when you make a film in this way, closely following your subjects? I really, you know, wanted to, you know, tell the stories of the people directly involved in a drone war and, of course, you know, always the people in in the target countries. Um, this is a global war. And my goal was to bring the humanity back and show this is not just about technology. There are still people flying the drones and there are people affected, you know, affected by the bombs, but also by the surveillance. And, and that's what I wanted to do with the film, to really um, follow very personal stories. This is Dennis the Menace Roos. Through mainstream fictional films such as A Good Kill, starring Ethan Hawke, and An Eye in the Sky, starring Helen Mirren, we learn to anguish with the plight of our overworked and stressed-out drone operators. Even in your documentary, National Bird, we feel for them and their life and death decisions they have to make and, and the toll it takes on their personal lives. But there's another end, a receiving end of this weapon. Talk about why it's so important to travel to Afghanistan and have the voices of the victims speak in your film, National Bird. The drone war, even though it's it's fought um, over screens and in, in articles, it's often compared to, you know, a video game war. Um, that's not what it really is. Real victims are dying and civilians as well. And that's what I'm I'm showing in this film. So we were first following 
Lisa's story. And Lisa, actually, she's one of the veterans in the film. She had a over 20-year career in the military. And what she's doing as part of her story is... She she wants to travel um, to Afghanistan and to places like Afghanistan to understand what you know what is really happening on the ground. How this weapon system that she was a part of, how it affects the people, and um, sort of bridging the gap that technology has created. And so we follow her in the film, and we go with her to to Afghanistan, one of the places that was part of her missions. Yeah, and we we get to know the the victims and the survivors and, and their stories. And those are all um, civilian survivors of a U.S. airstrike. And it's it's very moving what they are telling us, and they really want to have a voice, and they really wanted to share their stories with us, and actually without any hate or anger. What was it like traveling to Afghanistan making a film about drones? Were folks uh, reluctant to speak? The people who I spoke to have been, you know, directly impacted by drone strikes or family members of them. They really wanted to talk to us. Uh, actually, you know, one of the first things uh, my interview partner said to us was, thank you for giving us the opportunity to share our stories. And even during my research, um, when I spoke to other family members of civilian drone victims they they said to me you know not having a voice not being able to share his story is almost like you know being in a prison and having a voice is something really valuable and important and i think we should always remember that and so yes when we did our research and we wanted you know we asked them if we wanted to share their stories and they were very very open to do that and not just the men but also the women um actually are speaking out in my film openly in front of the camera wow well well, can you also talk about the stress they're experiencing um, the fear that at any moment a rocket can come from the sky and kill them or their family. Yes, they, it's it's very um, disturbing for the people in you know in countries targeted by drones. Um, not just people who are you know even directly impacted who have witnessed a drone strike or have been in a drone strike, but but other people um, as well. And we we really realized um talking to the afghans um and also people you know in other countries i think you know afghanistan for me um was always one example um for a country affected by drones but you know as you said before many other countries are affected iraq um somalia pakistan and yemen and so the people there are very informed about what drones are. They um, they understand, um, you know, what drones can do, how they can, you know, how they have cameras and how they can watch them. And that drones are also, you know, what people sometimes um, in, in the West mistake. Um, these drones are very large. They they are not like a consumer drone with a camera, but they actually carry bombs, you know, three or five hundred pound bombs. And um, and so you know the people in, in the target countries are very afraid. Um, you know, we've heard that children are afraid of the skies. They they don't want to you know play outside anymore. And actually, I I think it also changes um, the cultures in some of these countries because um, you know people understand they they can be watched and um, you know just watch and surveyed it 
you know, all the time. And, you know, in the past, a lot of life in these countries was taking place outside. You know, people, kids are playing outside. You know, people are, you know, working in the garden. And I, I think it's actually changing the culture when people are f- afraid to go outside. Welcome back. Just a quick reminder, you are listening to an interview with Sonia Kennebeck, the director and producer of the documentary film National Bird, a film that follows the dramatic journey of three whistleblowers who are determined to break the silence around the most controversial current affairs issue of our time, the secret U.S. drone war. The film can be yours for a donation of $110. Please give us a click right now and make a secure donation online at kpfa.org or give us a call at 1-800-HEY-KPFA. That's 1-800-439-5732. And a quick update on our match. We've made $25 towards our $365 match from H Margarita in Mill Valley. Call now or click now and get a double your money. And now let's go back to our interview with Sonia Kennenbeck. Well, let's move on a little bit. Uh, the drone program is out. It's known to the public, yet most of it, like all war machines, the drone program is still really shrouded in mystery. Um, what are you hoping to express in your film, National Bird, to the viewers? What is it that you wanted us to see and learn? Mm-hmm. So the reason I made this film is to create more transparency and bring more transparency into a drone program. And, you know, this is an educational film. It it doesn't have a narration. It really is just told um, by the people directly impacted, the veterans and the survivors, um, because I, I didn't want to, you know, put my own voice in and tell people what to think, but I, you know, I, I wanted to give voice to the people who usually don't have a voice. And the subject, the issue is not black and white. It has a lot of, you know, shades of gray. And, um, and what I think is important, though, um, is that we understand um, and get more information that we, you know, understand what the drone program is, how it works. Um, you know, it might affect us someday. I mean, you know, drones already are flying in the U.S. And so it, it really is a film um, meant to educate. Um, and then, at, you know, at the end, I, I hope people, you know, make their own conclusions, you know, discuss the issue. Um, I, I really want to, you know, maybe spark a discussion. And we often have, m- you know, many hours of Q&A, of Q&As um, at our public screening. So, um, you know, I've been seeing it really trigger something and, and, and raises also, you know, just a lot of thought and questions. And that's what I really wanted to do with this film. This is a journalistic exploration. Yeah, I think it's working. It's got people talking. I've noticed it right after I started researching the film and getting ready. An email blast went out that there was a screening uh, around the corner in Berkeley. And so there's a lot of interest in it. Well, you mentioned something about we will be affected by drones, whether it's far away or not um, at the moment. But everyday people like myself, my family and most Americans are so far removed from the drone wars. What, in your opinion, what does it mean to us here at home? What impact does it or will it have on my life, on my family, maybe my future kids or grandkids' lives? Do you feel like these chickens are bound to come home to roost one day? Well, um, what I also really try to explain in a national bird is that uh, drones are not just about um, you know dropping bombs but um, a big part of um, the program is surveillance and what one of my subjects um, Lisa what she was working on was this 
you know, gigantic DGS system, what you were explaining earlier, the global surveillance system behind the drones. That is a web. It's classified itself as a weapon system, and it sucks up, you know, endless amounts of data and and you know collects it and stores it, and um, that's something that is already affecting us. Um, drones are being used in the United States already um, for surveillance purposes. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, we, we all should be you know, concerned about that um, and, and or at least discuss it publicly because it is a huge intrusion into our privacy. And um, and and then you know in terms of you know weaponized drones, um, the United States is not the only country using drones. Um, and, you know Britain already is very you know closely working with the U.S. Um, Israel is developing or has you know has their own armed drones. And China, Russia, Iran. Um, I've even heard um, you know read stories recently about um, ISIS. Um, Actually, you know, modifying consumer drones with and to make them, um, you know, to turn them into weapons. So, you know, this this technology, like all weapons technologies, can be turned against us. Well, Sonia, and sorry, my name is David. So, watching your movie and, and seeing all, we see Lisa, and she tells talks to us about how scary that whole surveillance program is, and especially like you mentioned, you know, like in the wrong hands or something like that. But, um. You know, we're looking at your movie. We're looking at this uh, this film that you made here, and um, I'm looking at you know the the scenery of it. You have some very spectacular shots in there. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit. Uh, tell me about the team um, that, that that made this film. So um, it was actually made by a pretty small team. Um, you know, independent documentary. Um, you, know, you, you don't. It's not like a what movie or so not at all so in fact um um the small team was my um, producer Ines Hofmann-Kanna she was you know basically behind the scenes you know um running everything um you know making sure that when my director of photography and and me traveled to Afghanistan that we had you know the right insurances and um you know doing a lot of logistics um and um and the financials of course and and then also because you know we actually um didn't have even a production assistant or so on 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 our team so um it was really just Ines and me, you know, running everything. Um, she was also a big part, you know, for me and, you know, supporting with the research and that bouncing ideas off of her. Like she, she has been, you know, my real production partner in this. And then my director of photography, who I've worked with for over 10 years, um, Torsten Lapp. I think, as you said, you know, he did an incredible job and, you know, just capturing the humanity in everyone and um and really um you know saying so much through his imagery i I really hope when people you know watch the dvd that they will pay some attention to the cinematography which has a lot of meaning in itself the way the pictures are framed um we we often turn a camera around and you know watch and observe um the the protagonist and the way they observed other people and um you know as part of their jobs in the drone program and i think you really you know did an incredible job in giving the images meaning and then um, my editor, Maxine Gudicke, who is so respectful and, um, you know, using the imagery and, you know, making it 
yes, suspenseful and and moving, but but still always having a respect um, toward the people in front of the camera. And then the, you know, my um, composer and that Rudolf, who you know, didn't incredible track and I that's also what I would like to ask people you know to pay attention to when they watch this film is that the sound um, has also so many layers and meanings and um, and so you know this was a real collaboration I directed and produced and yeah. did all of the research and um, and yeah you know is this a, this is a word like a labor of love because yeah. it was very important for yeah us. really yeah, you know the 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 film the film is amazing. The music score is awesome, but you know, um, and I definitely look forward to you know your future films and uh, if, you, if if you're going to be continuing working on the issue of drones here. Uh, but finally, you know, at KPFA here, you know, we're big supporters of independent media, including film, um, and we feature many interviews with filmmakers, uh, especially appreciate films you know such as National Bird. Uh, in your opinion, why is it important to support independent films? And us, KPFA Independent Media Community Radio. Well, I, you know, I became a journalist and a filmmaker because I strongly believe in um, the role of independent media in a democracy. Um, we need to hold our, you know, governments accountable. Um, it's part of, you know, we are informing our society, you know, the society we live in, and. Um, and yes, you know, I think accountability and transparency, freedom of the press, freedom of information are, um, yeah, the backbone of a democracy. And, um, and, and that's what, you know, that's what you and I, you know, do. That's why we're doing our, our jobs. And, um, yes, we absolutely need your, your support to do that. And um, my film, um, received major funding from, um, the Corporation for Bro- Public Broadcasting through um, the Independent Television Service, which is actually you know, an organization that is Bay Area based, and um, this film, you know, I've, I've said it many times at screenings as well. Um, this film wouldn't have been released, um, you know, last year so timely um, you know, without that ITVS Public Television support, and you know, they really believed in it. They funded um, this project, you know since development um, all through production and yeah you know I'm, I mean we've been educating so many people now we've been doing educational screening we've been going to colleges I've been even invited to military colleges and um, so it has a long life and yes you know I, I really hope that um, you know the people who you know are moved by, by this film you know appreciate the work of independent media support us that was the voice of filmmaker, producer, and director Sonia Kennebec. We were discussing her film, National Bird. We'll link to the film's website where you can learn more about the film. The links will be on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. One word, kpfaapprentice. And there you will learn more about the team who put together the film. You can also listen uh, there to our past Full Circle shows. Get links to other interesting websites and articles and see pictures of apprenticeships, apprentices and many of our guests. That's also where you can download an application and apply for the KPFA Apprenticeship Program. That's kpfaapprentice.org. Check it out online anytime. 
And tonight we're offering the film National Bird for a donation of $110. A quick thank you to Roberta Marotti, my mom, out in Antioch. Thank you, Mom. And Lori B. from Springfield. Um, Springville, excuse me. Also, Dan from San Francisco. Um, we got 290 to go on our match, so keep the calls coming. Um, the number is 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Or if you happen to be out of the broadcast range and listening online at kpfa.org, you can donate securely. Just click on the Donate tab. Once again, the number or online at kpfa.org. We're about to go to our next clip, but we wanted to let you know that we appreciate any donation that you are ready to give. And if you can't afford to donate for a copy of the film, A National Bird, donate what you can. Also, anytime you would like to make a larger donation to KPFA, but you it would be feasible if you could do it in in payments just bring that up to the to the folks in the phone room and a lot can be worked out on in that way a big thank you to those who've called in and those who are on the line right now we're going to go to the next clip from the film national bird keep the clicks and the calls coming in in this next clip, uh, this next clip is a dramatic and actually terrifying segment from the film. What you are about to hear are the voices of victims of an attack on a convoy of students, families, and other travelers. The attack was in February of 2010. Here, it is woven within reenactment of actual radio transcripts of the strike. It not only shows the role drone sensor operators, gunners, and ground troops play, but also the horrifying role that helpless targets play as they go through the motions of their daily lives, and suddenly they find themselves under attack. Our reasons for traveling such a long way is so that the world community can hear our voice and be able to learn about our helpless situation so they can see how this brutal attack has destroyed families and has wounded, maimed, and killed them. That's why we are here. I was a student and wanted to continue my education to become a doctor. I wanted to do something positive for the future of my people and society. We were a group of students, some sick people and travelers who wanted to visit family and friends.
There's a rest area on the way where we stopped to pray. We got out of our cars, men and women. After our prayer, we left. That's when we heard the sound of a plane, but we couldn't see it. There were two black helicopters, and it was also a white plane that made a bing sound. It, it was hovering around us. We often hear that drones can see everything by day and by night. That's what pains me. You can see the difference between a needle and an ant, but not people. We're sitting in the pickup truck, some even on the bed. How can you not identify us? Do you not see that we're travelers, women and children? We were horrified and panicked. The vehicle stopped and we got out. Then they hit the vehicle behind us. The men said that the woman should get out of the car. We thought that they would stop when they see women, but they just continued bombing us. This is the car. 
When it stopped, my husband tried to get the children out. Playing with it? Yeah. to Full Circle here on KPFA. Again, you just heard another clip from the film National Bird, a film by Sonia Kennebec. Our gift tonight to you for a donation of $110. In that clip, we heard the horrifying story of a group of survivors who amazingly made it through a U.S. attack on their convoy. Unfortunately, although they survived, the woman whose voice you heard lost her four-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter, as well as her husband. Her other son did survive, but lost a leg. In all, the survivors lost 23 family members in the attack, including the children. And a quick update on our match. We were given a match at the top of the show um, from H. Margarita in Mill Valley. That was for $365. And it looks like we have $180 to go on that match. Give us a call, 1-800-439-5732, or give us a click at kpfa.org and hit the Donate tab. I got um, some facts for you about um, drone strikes, whereas um, President Bush authorized approximately 50 drone strikes that killed 296 alleged terrorists and 195 civilians in Yemen, Pakistan, and Somalia. Obama authorized 506 strikes that have killed um, 3,040 so-called terrorists and 391 civilian civilians. And that number is actually higher as they came from a January 2016 New York Times article. Obama also assassinated four U.S. citizens with drone strikes, started a covert drone war in Yemen escalated the CIA drone war in Pakistan, and in the end, Obama ordered 10 times more drone strikes than his predecessor, George W. Bush. According to the Bureau of Investigative Journalism and their coverage of the drone wars, here are some current statistics. 4,400 minimum confirmed strikes, 6,800 to 10,000 total killed, 753 to 1,500 civilians were killed, 262 to 531 children killed. The government also uses the controversial method of the double-tap strike, a practice where one strike is launched, followed by a second strike, hitting those that respond. This is controversial as it often kills civilian responders or rescue workers. The government uses signature strikes, a drone strike where the identity of the person or persons targeted is not known, but they're 
pattern of life or behavior indicates that they are involved in some military activity. Wow, my pattern of life might get me struck down. That's amazing. Um, We're coming up on our last few minutes here. We have a... $180 $180 to go on our match. Please give us a click right now, kpfa.org, or give us a call, 1-800-439-5732. Get yourself a copy of the DVD, National Bird, a film by Sonia Kennebec. Learn what's happening in the secret U.S. drone program. Um, the film is $110. You can break that up into monthly payments if you like. Talk to someone on the phone. Um, that's less than $10 a month. The number again, 1-800-439-5732 or donate securely online at kpfa.org. Get yourself a copy of the film National Bird. At the same time, you're helping KPFA. You're helping the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, and you're going to help us make our match. We are still uh, need $180 to go, and hopefully we'll soon get there. Get this DVD and share it wherever you can. Let people know what's happening to our soldiers and their families, those who witness these drone strikes. Let them know what the military is doing and who they are killing in this war on terror. Give us a call at 1-800-439-5732. If you're listening online, you can donate securely on our website, kpfa.org. Just click on the Donate tab. Again, the number is 1-800-439-5732. Again, a big thank you to all the people on the line at this time and all the people donating on the web at kpfa.org. Give us a click or give us a call and show your support for the work we do here as apprentices at KPFA. 1-800-439-5732. Yes, thank you. Uh, We have about two minutes left. We're hoping to get this $180 match. If you were holding out to the end, I think this is the time. As you heard Darlene say, we are KPFA First Voice Apprentices. We are volunteers. We work here making community calendars. We do PSAs. And we also raise funds for the station. The number, 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Also, Go online and donate security at kpfa.org. We are hoping to meet our match. And it looks like we may have met it. We're waiting for a final confirmation from the phone room, but it looks like we're getting it from the through the glass. So thank you, everyone, for donating tonight. And we still have about a minute left. You can give us a call at 1-800-439-5732. And it looks like we came in at $420 over the, um, $420 on a $365 match. Um, let's get ready to say goodnight. All right. And next week on uh, Full Circle, we will be featuring the life and work of Audre Lorde. Our executive producer is Miss M. Our technical director is Frank Sterling. Mm-hmm. Joy Moore is our produ- production consultant. We've been your hosts, Free Will and Franklin and Darlene Pagano. Special thanks to Teresa Adams and Miss M on the board. And thank you for joining us tonight on Full Circle. Stay tuned. La Onda Bajita is next. Hey, and a big shout out to our production assistant, Steve and Sharon. Give us a call, 1-800-439-5732, kpfa.org. Peace.